Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha Shmos, Sefer Shmos, a new beginning that we have here. Today's shear is sponsored by <laughs> Dr. Arthur and Linda Cook. Uh, in uh, Le'ili Nishbas, Mrs. Beatrice Cook, Basia Bas Nachum Bear, whose yard site was on the 20th of Teves this week. Again, we thank the Cook family for the sponsorship. So we start off Sefer Shmos, Ve'ele Shmos B'nei Yisrael, Haba'im Mitzrayma. These are the names. Es Yaakov Ishu Veso Bo. These are the names. So Rashi already notes. <laughs> what do we know the names? We know the names from Parshas Vayigash. That wasn't so long ago. Why do we have the list of names again? Um, a second time. So says the first Rashi in Sefer Shmos. Even though Hashem counted us and them. Hashem counted the Shvatim when they were alive as they went down to Mitzrayim. He counted them again after they died. Now that Chazal say Levi was the last Shevet to die. Uh, after they died, he counted them again. To let everyone know, to let us know how much he loves us, that we are compared to stars. Like Hashem is motzi umachnis, he counts the stars. As the Pasuk says, Hashem uh, has in number tzva'am, his armies, l'kulam, and the armies in heaven, l'kulam b'shem yikra. To all of them, he calls by name. He calls by name. So we're compared to stars, and he calls of us by name, based on the Pasuk and Yishayo. So we start off with a thought from Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, who we haven't uh, looked at, but somebody put together, uh, uh, Rabbi Hanan al Torah, a lot of the different uh, um, sources that we have from Rabbi Hanan. Again, most of what we have from Rabbi Hanan was his Talmidim. He was killed in the uh, Shoah. Hashem yikom damo, but here's Rebbe Chanan. On the stars, the stars, Marshal. Says Rebbe Chanan, Am Yisrael nimshal We are compared to an army. Right? Tzivos Hashem. We are the army of Hashem. But like Rashi quotes from the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, that b'mispar Hashem is motzi, us in number. In every army, you have the generals, you have the commanders, you have the officers, you have all the different levels, and then you all the way go down to the private. The higher up on the ladder that you get, then you're called by a name. Then you're called by a name. It's not only because there are, there are less of them, but every commander, every officer is worth, is chashuv, is very important for the, for the job that, uh, that he does. So he has, he has a name. But there are many, many foot soldiers. In many armies, uh, right, the, the privates, the lowest level member of the army, they're more called by their position. They're called by a number. They're called by a, by a unit. But the, the top guy is called by name. And it's not only because there's a lot of them. Because every private is, is, is important, but it's really more of the group. It's the sum of them. But that's by a regular army. That's not by the army of Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls us an army, but we each have a name. Count the stars! Remember we had an amazing thought from Rabbi Shapiro months ago on that Pasuk back in uh, by Avram Avinu that uh, we do things that are impossible. And Avram Avinu, count the stars. Avram started counting, even though it was impossible. But Koyezaracha, your children would have this, will have this power too. We spoke about that months ago. But Am Yisrael Hutzva Gadol Vatsum says Rabbi Chanan, we are a huge army. Gedudim, gedudim. Lechoreim came lo tzrichal liot chashivas leprachah b'Yisrael. Hamotzi b'mispart svaam by number, by number. That's what we would, one would think because there, is, there will be plentiful. Achena Dover came, but says Rebbe No, what does the pasuk continue by saying? Lekulam b'shem yikra. Hashem calls each of us by name. Wakal echad ve'echad mi Yisrael, yesh yichud mi shalov v'tafkid prati. Yes, altogether we have the koch of the tzibur, but each one of us has their own tafkid. 
And that justifies the fact that Hashem calls us by name because our name is our mahus, is our tafkid, is our goal. Each one of us is like a five-star, I don't know if there are five stars, four-star general, right? We are the highest generals, each one of us. We are each like a star. Even though there are so many but if you study the galaxies, every star has its own significance, gives off its own light, has its own power and heat, uh, but even though there are so many of them. So our army, we're all together, but Hashem is l'kulam b'shem, uh, b'shem yikra. And he continues in the next piece, again with Stolver Balchanan, with the muscle of the stars, another aspect um, of stars. Again, just like we're compared to an army, but we're like stars that have independent significance. But, says there's another message I can give you about stars. Another message. Because of the immense distance between the stars and earth, Right. Even if a star, I don't know, if a star would explode and it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't exist anymore, the light of that star, because it's millions of light years away, the light is still felt. Even if the star doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's heat, it's light. Way after it's extinguished. We're like stars, because the great ones among us, even when we are no longer, the light and the heat and the hashpa continues for centuries and continues for years and years. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu, right, his light was extinguished. It's never his. He was extinguished. His light was never extinguished. The hashpa that one has, right? Let tzaddikim b'misasa nikru chayim, as uh, as Chazal say. Torah Rabbeinu Akedoshim amshich haloy ladoros bechidushei vasikin shenemer lemoshe Rabbeinu. Tzorech ladas, tzorech ladas. We have to know on the left side. Lahabin lahargish. We have to understand and know kikemoshe ein luchushenu musag v'tzir kol shehem. Just like this is the second part of this vart, right? Even when they're not there. But when they're there, do we really understand? We see the star from far away. We know it gives off light, but we really don't understand the star. We really can't, can't connect to it in a deep way. We can, we can get a little bit. But based on our saga, we, we get light from it, that we enjoy them based on what we can glean from, from being in their you know, seeing them. Sometimes there's Gadol, Gdole Yisrael. We think we know, but there's so much behind. There's so much beyond, within. It's like the stars. The stars, they give off light even after Hashpa is long gone, but also it's hard for us to... Uh, to imagine um, their essence. Again, there's a lot to learn about the stars. But Rebbe Hanan said, each one of us has a name. Just like each star has a name, each one of us has a name, each one of us has a tafkid. And that's what we learn at the beginning of Shmos. As we start talking about the nation, the first Pasuk in this Parsha, with the first time that we have B'nai Yisrael, that phrase used at the beginning of the Parsha, in this Parsha we have a hint to but we're not just a nation, we're a nation of individuals, and every individual has significance. The first passage in Zeva Shmos teaches us that. Because don't forget, just because you're part of a nation, don't forget the individuality and the uniqueness of every, of every Yachid. Okay. Moving right along to the, to the stories of Moshe Rabbeinu, as we know, has not been born yet, but the Jews are suffering. Very big change. We already felt it at the end of Vayechi when Yosef, Yosef HaTzadik had to ask permission to bring his father back to Canaan. But here we have it, Mamish, Vayavidu B'Nisraim Esmeisel B'Farech, the hard work, Vayamaros Chayem B'Avoda Kasha, and all the difficulties. Vayomer Melech B'Zalam Yaldos, Random Yaldos Ha'Ivriyos, kill the babies. Uh, as we know this story, Vayachem Melech Hadash, right, a new king, Rashi, new king, or Nishachuk Zerosav. But towards the end of that section, Says the Pasik 
Um, Perek Beis, Pasik, Chav Gimel. Towards the end, Moshe Rabbeinu has been born, and um, we have the stories, the three stories of Moshe Rabbeinu breaking up the fights. The king of Mitzrayim died. Right, the king of Mitzrayim died. So whether he was actually a new king that now died, or whether it was the same old king with new Xeris, but now he died. What was the Bnei Yisrael's reaction? They groaned. They groaned from the Avoda. And they cried out. And Hashem heard them. So if you think about it, you read the Pasuk. Before reading Rashi, we usually jump to Rashi. We'll jump to Rashi. But there's a problem with this Pasuk. You know, the terrible leader died. And the Jews groaned, Oy vey, oy vey. The, 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 the Russia died. Right? Why are you upset? What do you mean? You would think, No, and they groaned. So maybe that's what's bothering Rashi. Never thought about it before. Rashi quotes, you know what Vayamas here means? Nitztara. Right? He had, he got Sara'as. Vayashochet Tinokos Yisrael, he shechted, he killed Jewish babies to bathe in their blood. Why does Rashi say that? Vayamas, it says he died. What does that Rashi say? He didn't die. It means one of the four people that a hush of Kameis just say he died. Maybe Rashi's bothered by that problem. Right? What if he died and they were upset? What were they upset for? Oh, it must be that he didn't die. It must be that he got saras, and that was that was the problem. But if you look in the Bas Ayin, the Avraitcher, he has another idea. Another idea, source number two on the bottom. Says the Bas Ayin, as a great Hasidic Rebbe, every Jew deep down. He's so MS Dick. He or she, Jews, we are, we have a cheskas kashrus. We have a cheskas kashrus. Machmas shahayu b'mitzrayim b'bechinas avdus. In Mitzrayim, we were avadim, we were slaves. As we know, kamam rakasa, like it says in the aseras adibros, asherot seisicha meim meibes avadim. Lohayu cholom laharos asimcha lakol. Remember, we were avadim. The king died. What did they want to do? They wanted to throw a party. But that would not have been politically correct in the state that they were in. And it would not have been safe. You know, if this was Paro, the whole country, Rahman al-Itzlan, right? What would they, oh, you're celebrating? They couldn't celebrate publicly. So they had to hide it. They had to fake it. They had to fake that they were crying and they were so upset. They had to, they had to put on a show. Put on a show. Oh, we're so sad. But not in a fake way, because then they would have been found out. So that's Vaye Anchu. It was, they were groaning and it was hard for them to put on this charade. Vaye Anchu. Again, it's not the Pashup shot. Vaye Anchu b'nei Yisrael she'imar mitzatzbam kach. Mipnei ma vaye Anchu min ha'avodah. Because they were avadim, they were servants. And they had to act like servants who were upset when the master died. Mipnei ha'avodah. Mach v'shoi b'bechinas avdus. And that's what the Pasuk continues and says, they cried out. They had a lie there. They had to put on a show. They had to go and cry at the Leviah. That, that was hard for them. Right? They, they, were, they were not being who they wanted to be. And so maybe that's what was hard. Because a Jew deep down just wants to be emistic. Wants to be echad bepev, echad belev. And when a Jew can't be his natural emistic self, right? We have we are at Selam Alokim. The Selam of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. A Kaddish Baruch Hu's signet is truthfulness. Chosamosh la Kaddish Baruch Hu is emes. So when we can't be emes, it hurts us. It bothers us. And maybe that's what it means on a again a Jewish level that it was difficult. Fatal Shavasim Alokim in Ha'avoda, and our cries go up and. Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to take us out of this state of Avoda, so that when our enemies are punished. So then maybe we'll be able to celebrate, uh, a little bit. But if all Yevchal Tismach, but at least Az Yashir and, uh, and the like. Okay. So Moshe has been born. And then we have, as Rabbi Jonathan Sachs calls it here in the next piece, as we'll see, one of the most amazing conversations that we have in the whole Torah. 
So Moshe Rabbeinu was a Roetzon, as we know all the great biblical individuals, our leaders, were Roetzon, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu ca- catches his eye by the snare, and he has a conversation with him. He says, Moshe, it is, right, right, I heard their cries, I'm going to go down to save Mitzrayim, to bring them to the Eretz of Askala Budvash, I see the lachat, it's terrible. I'm sending you to Paro. So, please, Moshe, I want you to go. So if anybody were asked, anybody, any of us were asked anything by Hashem, we probably would say yes. We probably would not want to argue. And Moshe stands up, doesn't say this is the first time that Hashem speaks to Moshe. Right? We know he mentions Eretz Yisrael, right, as... Hashem does in every first conversation with Avi Mitzvah, Yaakov, Moshe, Yoshua. He says, it's time. What does Moshe say? Okay, first time he's an anav. Who am I? Hashem says, I'm going to be with you. You're going to come to this mountain to our Sinai. Moshe says, what am I going to tell them? Right? They're going to ask me what your name is. Go tell them. I'm going to bring them out. Here are your signs. They're going to take out. Four times. Hashem says, Moshe, I'm asking you something. Moshe says, no. Moshe says, not me. They don't deserve it. I can't do it. Over and over and over again. And then later on, after the Osos, what does Moshe answer? I can't. Hashem says, go. Over and over again. So it's by Sachs in an article. God loves those who argue. I don't know how to take that. You can't just read the title. And he talks about um, examples where there is no freedom of of, uh, of argument. And then he says on the bottom left of page 3, what is striking about Judaism, and we see this starkly in this parsha, is that argument and the hearing of contrary views is of the essence of religious life. If you don't know the answer to something, you can always say, machlokas. And you'll generally be right. right? That is one of the most striking things about it. Moshe argues with Hashem. He argues with him on the first encounter at the burning bush. Four times he resists God's call to lead the uh, Jews to freedom until Hashem gets angry with him. This is extraordinary language for a human being to use to God. No, not me. But Moshe was not the first to do so. Moshe wasn't the first one to argue with Hashem. Avram Avinu. I want to destroy... No, 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 no. no. What if there are 50? What if there are 45, 40, 30? Avraham. Right, I said, uh, right, Hashofi uh, Kalaretz. Similarly, Yermio, posing the age-old question of why bad things happen to good people. Chabakuk, why do you tolerate the treacherous? Eov, very often in the Sefer. What's going on here? Eov, Yermiyahu, Avraham, Moshe. When it's done, obviously, in a respectful way, Hashem's ready to talk. Hashem's ready to argue. Hashem's ready to hear your side. Hear you out. Hashem will hear us out. Hashem wants to hear us out. To the contrary, God loves those who argue with him. So it seems from Tanakh. It seems from Tanakh. And then Rabbi Sass continues. The basis of any sefer of Torah Shabbat is machlokas. Everything. There's no daf in Shas. There's one parak in the entire Shas Mishnayas. How many prakim are there? 560, right, whatever it is. If you do 18 prakim a month and you finish, right, there once a year. So there's one parak that has no machlogas. That's it. It's Yomakoman. Right, but, but other than that, it's unbelievable. This machlogas, I got my machlogas. It's not about the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch has no what to do. But in terms of the, the, the corpus of Torah, of, of appreciating shitos, and the orchestra of of uh, halachic and Talmudic opinions, there's many. Mutter, Usser, right? Tommy, Tahar, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, 
Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yaki, everybody. So the result of that Judaism is perhaps uniquely a civilization, all of whose canonical texts are anthologies of arguments. That's what we read. Shivan Panamatora. Shivan Panamatora. But it starts from here. As long as what it says in Pirkeyavos, it's a machlokes l'shem shamayim. As long as it's a machlokes l'shem shamayim, and it's done with respect, and it's done with the, it's about the argument and about, not about the argumenter. So then it's something to look up to. And every sefer that we have, and he quotes ironically, he says, the Rambam, in Hakdamate his sefer writes, you're only going to need my book. Just read the Mishnah Torah, and that's all you need. One book, Rabbi Sack says, the ironic but predictable result was that the Mishnah Torah was eventually surrounded by an endless array of commentaries and arguments. In Judaism, there is something holy about argument. The Rambam says, all you need is my book. So now that there are hundreds of, tens of uh, commentaries trying to understand what the Rambam is talking about. Right, but that's the uh, that's what we have. That's what we have. We have we have uh, commentaries and super commentaries and commentaries upon the super commentaries because that's what this is what it's about. Why? And he says because only God could see the totality of truth. We're not about truth. We don't have one truth. There are multiple truths, and that's what Elu Elu Kim Chaim means. But it starts it doesn't start, but it's reflected in in Moshe Rabbeinu. Where Moshe Rabbeinu stands up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when he's fighting for what he thinks is right, we fight. We Jews fight for what we think is right, and we discuss it, and we and we don't take no for an answer if we think we're right. Ultimately, obviously, if we're outvoted by Zakin Mamre, we give in. But there is a message about listening with civility. Um, as he says, when you learn, and he writes in this life-changing ideas, when you learn to listen to views different from your own, realizing that they are not threatening, but enlarging, then you've discovered the life-changing idea of machlokes l'shem shamayim. So we have to do that. It's very difficult. One has to make sure that it's a machlokes l'shem shamayim, both in terms of motivation and in terms of actual argument. So we'll have to be careful. Maybe better to err on the side of, you know, being being extra careful. Okay, there are two thoughts that I mentioned more than a decade ago, but it's the Chavetz Chaim on the parsha, so I thought I'd mention it again because it's two. I like to call back pocket divrei Torah. They really go together. It's really one, right? The first, what's the first message? The first, the first thing that Hashem says to Moshe. What's the first thing Hashem says to Moshe in history? The greatest human being to ever walk the face of the earth. What does Hashem say to him? The first thing. First, okay, first he calls his name. Moshe, Moshe. That's the first thing he says. Hineni, I'm here. What's Annette? And then, Vayomer, al tikrav halom. Shal na'alecha me'al raglecha, ke'amakam asherat an maskodeshu. Take off your shoes. Where you're standing is on holy ground. That's the first message. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Where you are standing is holy ground. Wherever we are, in life, whatever situation and challenge we are in, we're sitting in a traffic jam late for a meeting, right? We stub our toe, uh, whatever it might be, whatever headache, whatever, wherever you're standing, that's Admas Kodesh. Recognize you could serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that spot. Al Tomar says the Chafetz Chaim, source number six. Yeah, when I have time, when I'm, you know, I'll serve Hashem in the future. When I retire, when I'm relaxed, when I don't have any headaches, I'll serve HaKadosh Baruch I'll start that chelik of Avodah Hashem where I have no headaches. I haven't yet met a person who has no headaches. It's part of life. Part of life. But you know what Hashem says with those headaches? An mas kodesh. Right? All of Klai Yisrael has had a big headache for two and a half months. Right? As an understatement. It's Admas Kodesh. Each of our, each of our children realizes Admas Kodesh. They're fighting for Admas Kodesh on Admas Kodesh. But every one of us has to recognize whatever, however we're connected, is Admas Kodesh. Admas Kodesh. The place where you are. Not when it's over, I'll do this. If we could do it now, we have to do it now. Whatever we need to do. This is the Avodah Hashem wants. 
He wants the avoda from anxiety. He wants the avoda working on our bitachon. That's what he wants. Lufum Sara Agra, and we push ourselves. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will will see and pay and pay in kind. So that's the place where you're standing, Admas Kodesh. But along with that, we got to first take off our shoes. We have to first take off our shoes. Shal na'alecha me'al reglecha. We could serve and we could use it, but you can't have any mechitzas. You got to break down the the, the the fences between us and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Where there can't be any like he's over there and I'm over here. Take off your shoes. Take off any separations. Take off mechitzas. Every place, every time Hashem, a person can get close to Hashem, his creator. Nothing separating. Remember that, that Kutzker? Anochi omeid. The Anochi, it's the, it's the, it's the arrogance omeid. So we gotta take off that arrogance. We gotta take off anything that separates us. Because wherever I am, I could be there and recognize. Wherever you're standing, it's Kodesh. Just break away any, uh, if we think we have any limits, to break it away. Right? We're not going to have, in two weeks, we'll have it, I already mentioned it now, because they're in Mitzrayim. But the goal of going into Mitzrayim, if you remember, was to go out of Mitzrayim. We went, Hashem already promised, Avram Avinu, they're going to go in. They're going to go into a strange land, and we found out it was Mitzrayim, but the goal of going into Mitzrayim is to break free of the shackles of Mitzrayim, which could also be read as Mitzarim, our limits, our borders. And we have to recognize we have no borders. We have no borders. We could, we could, uh, we could do amazing things and reach amazing heights in every situation that we find ourselves. Okay. So in the promise, the first time that Hashem speaks to Moshe, as we know, Pasaches, Hashem says to Moshe, I see the difficulty of the Jews in Mitzrayim. I'm going to go help them. I, Hashem says, I'm going to go down to Mitzrayim and bring them up in from that land. To the land that is good and expansive. Right? It's for like benching. That's where benching comes from. Right, Eretz Chemda Tova Urechava. Chemda is not here. Right, that's interesting. Where is it called Chemda? But Tova Urechava. El Eretz Avas Chalavudvash. To the land flowing with milk and honey. El Makom Krani Krizi Amori Prizi Chivivivusi. This is the first time that phrase is mentioned. Eretz Avas Chalavudvash. The Avos were all promised Eretz Yisrael, but it wasn't described like that. Here's the first time. Says the Chassam Sofer that the Ramban already points it out. The Ramban catches that. That the, the, the phrase of Aschala Budvash was not mentioned to the Avos. Only here. Top left. Sofer, this is from Torah's Moshe. Chasam Sofer's commentary. This is added now. That's the Ramban. Now the Chasam Sofer. Says the Chasam Sofer. Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu. Got the Zavaschala Budvash. That description. That was him. Ki chalavu dvash, the gematria of chalav and dvash, gematria Moshe, is 344. Chalavu dvash is 344. Moshe is 345. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Gematria Moshe im hakola. Alt each of them, uh, I think it's 346. 346, if I remember. Uh, Moshe is one off, but if you count Moshe and gematria, you could always be off by one, because you always count the, the, the name itself. But again, that's, that's how gematria works. Gematria goes back, go back, goes, uh, Gemara talks about gematria. Pirkei talks about gematria. Right, gematria, there's magic in gematria. The ones that, uh, there are more significant ones, but this is the way I got a who also. Uh, in codes messages. So Chalav Advash is connected to Moshe. Venerally. So now the Chassam Sofer says, Chalav Advash is connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshas Chukas, when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going into Eretz Yisrael because of what he did. You are not going into the land that I promised B'nai Yisrael. What did Moshe was not, was Moshe not able to go into? He was not able to go into Eretz Avas Cholabudvash. It doesn't say that there. It says, I'm not, you're not going to go into the land that was promised. 
But that section that was Eretz Sabaskal was actually not going in. Aval Aver Hayardain, but the east side of the Jordan, which has Mixas Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, right? Two and a half Shvatim are there. Aver Hayardain Shein Meviyim Imenu Bikurim Mepnei Sheinu Eretz Sabaskal Abutvash. Aver Hayardain the east side where you can't bring Bikurim from. Who me Eretz Shenishbalavoseim? That was also promised. The Al Osa Haaretz Lo Nishba. Hashem never promised to Moshe that he wasn't going in there. He meant only that you're not going into Eretz Vashchol Avodash, but some of Eretz Yisrael, Mixas Kedusha, you will be able to go to. You know why I'm saying this, says the Chassam Sofer? Because I'm bothered by a Medrash. It's a Medrash that we know. Remember the Medrash at the beginning of Eschanan? Where the Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu, Atach, Ilosa, Laharos, Azavdacha, Moshe says to Hashem, well, you've started to show me Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi quotes there, has, has the promise been undone? Am I going into Eretz Yisrael? You know, Moshe Rabbeinu had this Havamina that he was, he was now, Hashem changed his mind. Right? Why would Moshe have thought that? Why don't Moshe have thought that the Neder is no longer? Hashem promised he's not going to Eretz Yisrael. And he's not going to Eretz Yisrael. He's not there yet, is he? So explains the Chassam Sofer. Moshe Rabbeinu, he was an Anav Mikal Adam. When Hashem told him he's not going in, he thought that meant, right? He's, he's, he's not going in, right? At May Meriva, he only lost the entrance to Eretz Abbaschal Abu Dvash, the special quality which he was Zochet to, but not the rest of Eretz Yisrael. But Moshe assumed he lost everything because that's what Moshe would do. He would take all responsibility. Kishachata b'mei meriva, line 17, lo shenen aschash v'shalom klal, ela lo zacha sheyitlu sheyalu zchalav udvash b'yamav. But Moshe, meirovan v'sanuso, lo chashav ken, shuchukinizov. He thought, okay, I'm done. I, I sinned, I made a mistake. Ve'eno zocha lichnos l'aretz. He didn't know there was a difference between the two. He didn't realize what schus he brought, that there's a difference between west and east side. So once part of it, he went into Eber Hayardin, he's like, oh, maybe it's done. Moshe's anava caused him to err and think that, oh, there's one part of Eretz Yisrael, and if I was allowed into this part, maybe I could go into the other part. Kamash Balan, Hashem had to teach him no. Hashem had to teach him no. But it flowed from his anava, but it flowed from the fact that here, Hashem described to him, maybe there was another element of Eretz Yisrael that was given to Bnei Yisrael here, Bishus Moshe, who never went in, but maybe Mitzad Hizanava, he, he didn't recognize that he was Zochet to anything different, and therefore he made that mistake. Interesting, says the Chassam Sofer. Okay. So Hashem says also in this conversation, we're spending a lot of time on the conversation, that Hashem tells him, Hashem says, I'm going to give you a sign. I'm going to give you a sign I'm going to give you a sign that I am the one. You're going to come back to this mountain. This mountain, Harsina, you're going to serve me on this mountain. That's going to be your sign, says the Pasuk. Right, Pasuk, Pasuk Yudbeis. Tavdunas Elokim al Hahar Hazet. Says of Sternbach. Says of Sternbach in Tam Vadas. Tamua. Right, when they go to, there's a line that's missing, when they go to um, Harsinai, Moshe says, they're not going to believe me when I go tell them. Yeah, they'll believe you later. How does that help me now? I don't want them to believe later. I want them to believe now. Right, Moshe, what is Moshe? Moshe, Hashem says, this sign and that sign, we're going to get back to that Hashem in a minute, Something very special. But first, Rav Sternbach says, The Rambam explains, The Rambam tells us, There's a lot of miracles. There's going to be a lot of miracles. But Hashem is already telling Moshe Rabbeinu, Emuna based on miracles doesn't last. Yeah, they're going to be in shock and they're going to say, wow, and maybe they're going to believe that it was me, but that's not going to last. 
Shahari Bakoacha Kishuf Efshar Gamkin Lacholol Ososum Ofsim. Magic you can also do. Miracles. Nisim doesn't cause everlasting emuna. Yesodim Unasenu, Mamad Arsinai. When Akarish Barcho revealed to himself, and we accepted his Malchus, that's something that lasts. Shabaynu Mamish Rainu is Galas Ashkinu Lebene Yisrael. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu wants to know. Shashah Moshe, Sheritzoni is Barach, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Taviyakar Barura. Moshe wanted Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to bring that ultimate Akara. But you're giving me miracles? What does Hashem say to Moshe? You put your hand in, it's going to get Saras and the snake and the stick. But Hashem knows that that's not the ultimate. She'ein ba'osos k'day lo'chiach she'chinas Hashem ba'aretz. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says in Achinami, you're right. That's not going to be dead. That's going to maybe hold them for a little bit, like we know sometimes miracles hold people's, you know, focus. You know, people uh, connect to God for a little bit. But only later. It's only going to come later. Only going to come later. But says of Sternbach, that event has repercussions for all of history. Each one of us, every Jew in the history of the world, that his neshama was at our Sinai. Just like that event shaped the hearts and gave emuna to the Jews of that generation, it shaped the hearts and gives emuna to the Jew of every generation. Each of us were at our Sinai. You knew somebody and you see somebody after so many years, oh yeah, how you doing? Our emuna is like that. It's ingrained and inborn in us. If you never met somebody, so then, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's not new. Other nations, it's new, says Rav Sternbach. Other nations that recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu and come close to Hashem, it's wonderful. But they never had the national experience that we had. can recognize Hashem and needs to recognize Hashem. Yehudi, the Shorish of my Neshama, Kshura B'Metzius, it's already connected. Sheish Boreolam. The Chakira rak me'asheres u'mivaseses. Right? The Chakira, the delving in and the searching just strengthens that connection. Right? I think I mentioned in the past, I think it was B'Shem of Yisrael Salanter. We say in Davening, Enkelokenu and Mikelokenu. Shouldn't you ask the question first? Search first, Mikelokenu, who is like Hashem? And the answer is Enkelokenu. Nobody like Hashem. No, no, no. That's not what we do. First we say Enkelokenu because we have a base. Enkelokenu. Once we have that, then we can delve and strengthen and deepen it, and we can get into Mikel Okeinu. Right? And that's something special. Rav Sternbach says, that's because we had Harsinai. That's because our Neshamas were there. And not only if we have a moment that we feel connected, are we going back to the womb, right? The womb moment, about learning with Hashem, or Kalatar Kula and the Malach, but we're going back to Harsinai. Going back to Harsinai. And that's what we say. We don't need proofs. Right? Our emun is not based on re'iyah. It's based on shemiyah. It's based on misora. And we know HaKadosh Baruch was there. Our nation would not have survived for the past 2,000 years if we needed to see. If we needed to see. It's only because we we have it emuna going back to for generations. And that's what's kept us going and that's the strength that we that we have. Related to this, it's a very beautiful thought from the H Talmud. And he has a couple of applications of this. The H Talmud of Druk notes, these same sukkim that we're talking about. What does Hashem say? I'm going to give you some signs. I'm going to give you some signs. All right, what are some of the signs? Well, first in Paragimel and now Paragdalid. Paragdalid. Pasik, here we go. Yeah, yeah, Par- what, we were just, what were we just reading? Pick up the tail of the snake. It became a stick. That's going to prove, that's going to prove, Moshe, that uh, I am the one that sent you. A second sign. 
Put your hand in your shirt, in your robe, take it out, saras. Mitzaras kashalek. Put it back. You got a stick snake sign. You have a hand saras sign. And then what we just spoke about. Blood. Water and blood. Three signs. And then Moshe says, What are all these signs? Right? If they don't take the first one, they don't, they'll listen to the second one. Does Hashem have any doubts? But you let me know. I'm just giving you some backup. You, you take one sign, and they're not going to give you backup. You might not need it. Hashem doesn't know. The Eben Ezra, source number nine. Yadanu ki Hashem yadem yamino lo yamino. Hashem is omnipresent and omnipotent. Hashem knows everything and Hashem is all powerful. What is this Pasuk talking about? You ever think about that? Right? If they don't listen, oh, Hashem knows. If he knows they're not going to listen, just tell Moshe, he has three signs. They're not going to listen. Just like he said, Hashem's heart is going to be hardened. So what's going on here? Yeah, Ebenezer says it's Kenegan Moshe. Shim Hayu Mixas Yisrael Shlo Yaminu Loza Rishon. Some Jews will take the first sign, Yaminu Loza Acharon. Then you own Mixas Yisrael. There are other Jews, Shlo Yaminu Loza Acharon. Tasa Osa Shlishi Yaminu. It'll be, you know, just find different. This group will be like the first one, the second one. Tamua Biyoser is still a strange lashon. If this, Shakar Sparachu Yodea Machshavos, Hashem knows. What does it mean in Lo Ya'aminu? See, he quotes from his father. Shekadosh Baruch Hu Yada. Shegam ba'oz harishon kfar hisrashmu b'nei Yisrael. Hashem knew that even the first sign was going to make a little dent. Was going to make a little impression. Teklapi shmaya galya. Shekal oz va'oz osaroshim gadol al-anefesh. Upstairs in Shemayim. Hashem sees what happens to our nefesh. When any event that we go through, Hashem sees what, how refi- it becomes a little more refined. A little more schmutz is taken off the neshama. We don't see it. Hashem, Moshe, you won't see that there's any effect from this first sign. But I'm telling you, there's an effect. Because we're affected by what we see and what we go through. You might not see it, but there's an effect. The second one also you won't see. Yeah, it's true. After the second sign, there's something more going on inside. But you don't see it. You gotta wait for the third. He put them all together. Then it's going to start. It's going to start. One and another and another. It's going to have an effect. Mashal, and he gives an amazing mashal. It's probably a famous mashal. I just don't remember it. The doctor tells you you need to take a 10-day course of antibiotics. Mispar glulos b'chol yom. Twice a day. B'meshach shivo yom. Or a week. Hashpas ha-chufa nikaras b'chol rak b'gmar tipo. When do you see the guy getting better? After a week. Maybe after a few days. After you take the first antibiotics. You see anything? No. Second, no. Maybe after, after two days? No. What do you mean? You don't see anything. But there's obviously something happening. There's not magic on day seven. Little by little. Even the first pill is going to have some effect. If the first pill had zero effect, the second one would also have zero effect. It must be that even the first one had a hashpa and is mashpia. It's just not going to be nikar to the outsider. It's the same thing in Ruchnius. Hashem says, here's, here's three nisim of spiritual medicine. You're not going to see it till after, I'm telling you. Right? If you don't see, but it's going to happen. There's going to be. And then he quotes Rabbi Akiva. What with the Galas, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Nassan, he sees the rock. He sees the water. 
going on the rock? It says if he saw a salanter, Rabbi Akiva thought to himself, okay, I'm going to learn Aleph Bays. Is that having a Roshem? That little bit, I'm going to eventually get somewhere. If the rock gets dented after a thousand years of water, it must be that even the first drop of water does something. Softens it up in some way that we don't really understand. Mukrach, if every drop was a zero, then it would add up to zero. It must be the first one. And therefore, the Aleph base that I'm studying now must also. Next page. He comforted himself. He doesn't feel. He's like, I don't feel anything. Like the doctor marshal. Sometimes a patient will take medicine for two days. Why aren't I better yet? Right, what's going on? Rabbi Kiva, you gotta, you gotta believe. You gotta believe. And then he quotes another example. Another example. We all know that, remember the Gemara, Chizkiyahu Amelech is on his deathbed. Brachas Dafyud. He doesn't want to have a child. And Yeshayahu Navi comes to him. Why am I dying? Because you refuse to have children. But I see. I see that I'm going to have a grandson, a son named Menashe. He's going to be one of the worst kings. How about a Zara, Shvichas Damim? So what does Yeshayahu say? That's not your business. Padikashi Rahman Alamalach. It's not your business. And we know eventually he had a Menashe and he was, he was, uh, and he had Ravshaka, right? And they were both Rishayim Mikatnusam. Chazal tell the story on line 14 that one time Chizkiyo had him, had them on his shoulders. like a good father, taking them to the base Medrash. Amar Echad Mehem, one of them says, Rosho Shal Abba Tovu love Dogim. I hope I could kill my father so I could roast some fish on his head. V'yechad Omer, Rosho Shal, Rahul Rosho Abba Lakrivalav Karban, Avodas Gachavim. I want to give a carbon to an Avodas Zara. What does he do? He throws them off his shoulders. Rav Shekha dies. Menashe stays alive. And Menashe killed his own grandfather, Yishayahu Anavi. Right? He got the whole story. But remember the story in the Yerushalmi. At the end of his life, Menashe was in a pot of water, literally. And he took out his Rolodex of gods and started going through every god. And nobody, nothing was helping. He was being burned alive. And he says, you know what? I remember when I was a kid. My father used to teach me Psukim. And he taught me, call to Hashem. You know, I might as well try. I'll call to Hashem. If it works, great. If not, he's just like all the other gods. And the, and the, the Rishalmi describes how the Malachim, one of my favorite lines in all of Chazal, they were closing the windows in heaven to try to not let the tefillah of Menashe get through. And Hashem took out his divine drill, drilled a hole under the Kisiyah Kavid, and grabbed the tefillah of Menashe. That's what it says in the Yerushalmi. Right. So it's an amazing Yerushalmi about the Koch of Tshuva. But Reb Druk says, how did that even inferior, low-level Tshuva happen? Because you remembered, my father used to teach me. We think nothing's going in. We think that first drop of water is nothing. It's, it could come back in the biggest Russia. Right? Something's going to happen. And he says, he says, Chizkiyahu thought, forget it, there is Shoyim. But something lasted. And that's what all, all parents and all children and all Rebbeim that's what he says on the back page now. Even if you don't see, if we don't see results. We don't see any effect, any influence. Something on the neshama is touched. If we don't see it, maybe it'll come out in 70 years. But who knows? That's not our job. Our job is just to do the present and the rest is up to HaKadosh Baruch Okay, one final thought for the evening. There's a medrash. Quoted by Rabbeinu Bachai. Quoted by Rabbeinu Bachai. Mi Hashem, Paro, finally, end of the parsha. Moshe goes to Paro. By Shavii. Va'achar bo, Moshe va'arim Paro. Guess what, Paro? Our God says to let the Jews free. Oh, who are you? Va'yomer Paro, mi Hashem, asher eshma b'kolo, shalachas Yisrael. Who is Hashem? Lo yadati is Hashem. V'gam Yisrael lo asholeach. Who is Hashem? I don't know him. It's an interesting lashon. Mi Hashem is Hashem v'kolo. Lo yadati is Hashem. I don't know him. Says the Medrash. Look at the Medrash in source number 12. Amr b'Medrash. Ba'os ha'shah hotzi paro diftera shel elohus. Paro took out his... Oh, I just used that word Rolodex. I don't know if anybody really knows what that means if you're under the age of... Uh, 
I don't know. Check your phone contacts. He checked his phone contacts for all the gods, and he take he goes through the whole list. He has a god section on his uh, contacts. Hidchol Kore. He starts going through Elohei Edom, Elohei Moav. I have all these gods. I never heard of Elohei, Elohei Yisrael. Never heard of that. I don't have that number. Amr Lahem. I don't have your God on my list. Must not exist. Lo yadati. What's the pshat of that beautiful medrash? Ki agdola. Para was very wise. He knew the whole continent. He knew the whole earth. And there are seven climates, seven areas on earth. He knew the powers of the stars and the constellations over every area of earth. And every nation, he knew. 70 nations, he knew, what, what, he knew the language of 70, 70 nations. That's what he had to do for Paro, right? Except Hebrew, Paro, Yosef knew it, remember? But, um, see, he knew, he knew all the gods. So he says, well, everything's taken already on earth. What's he the god of? There's already the god of water and the god of fire and the god of Midian and the god of... I have a list. Everything's taken. Where's What's he god of? What's he god of? There's no power in the world that I don't have written down. He didn't know that there's a power above all of those. And that's why he wasn't on the list. All the kochos. And that's why he didn't, he didn't know. He didn't know, he didn't know, uh, this one. And then he says, Mashal Domeh, gives a Mashal, a Kohen Shalilo Evet Shota. A Kohen had an Evet who was a Shota. Yatsa Kohen Chutzla Medina, the Kohen went traveling, and the Evet went to look for his master. Chutzla Medina. He, he comes to a cemetery. He asked the people in the cemetery, you've seen my, my, my master, my master, oh, what's his name? Oh, isn't he a Kohen? Yeah, he's a Kohen. What are you looking for him here for? This is a Besak Forest. Your master's not gonna be here, he's a Kohen. Moshe says to Moshe and say to Paro, you're looking for him in the God, lowercase g, Rolodex, right? He's not going to be in there. He's not in there. You're looking for a coin in the Beisach forest. Elohus Elu Shata Omer Mesimheim. They're dead, your gods. Avalelokenu Elokim Chayim Umelech Olam. So, Paro, you're looking at, you're, you're never going to find him. You're never going to find him. And the next few parshios taught Paro, taught Paro who this God is and that he is the God of all gods. Okay, we will stop here. And again, we thank the, uh, um, the, the cooks, Dr. Arthur and Linda Cook, for sponsoring Lila Nishmas, Basia Bas Nachem Ber, whose yard site was Chav Teves. Okay, we'll stop here.